This podcast is brought to you by Glow Anti-Aging. I've been going to Glow for the past two years and love the environment. I always feel refreshed and rejuvenated every time I leave. To maximize convenience and comfort, you can now pamper yourself at home by shopping all your favorite products online at gloantiaging.com and use the code OurHockeyLife for 10% off. Hey there, it's Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Codette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Super Momet, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with stories. It's fair to say that today's guest, Krista Ferrance, is and has always been killing it. This badass, formerly known as Krista Bradford, was a world-class snowboarder and member of the first ever Canadian national snowboard team. She currently lives in Edmonton with her husband, NHL alum, Andrew Ference, and their two daughters, Ava and Stella. Krista has so much to share from adventure to philanthropy and now a brand new business. So let's get into it. Hi, Krista, our first family member. All right. I yeah. know. So everyone, Krista and I are related. Our moms are first cousins. It's true. Yeah, and they're really weird. close. They still remained really close. And I love that. Yeah. Although you and I didn't grow up super close. We didn't grow up in the same city. We didn't really even see each other a lot. I always knew what you were up to. And like you said, our moms are still like, they grew up really close, almost like siblings. Yeah. And I love that. I, I always knew that you were out there. <laughs> I liked, I liked that feeling, you know, I'm like, I've got a cousin out there. Um, and so kind of living the same life. It's kind of yeah, wild. exactly. But we could never, um, we never played it with each other. All the teams that you played on or, you know, yeah. Ray played on and all the teams that Andrew played on, we never crossed over, but I know. that, that so would have been fun. great. Yeah. Right? Been awesome. I know. Oh, Speaking God. of crossovers and same teams, it's been forever, Krista. I know. I'm so happy to see you. I feel like I keep yeah. up with you as much as I can on social media and stuff, but it's been a while since we've actually yeah. seen each other. And you know what, Chris, I like the, the most time Krista and I spent together, probably in our entire lives, we were both at the all-star game in San Jose, what, two, three years ago? Oh, I think like almost to the day, yeah. like to the month. Yeah. And there's like all kinds of activities and stuff going on. And I was like, you know what? I just want to get out of here. Let's just get out. We'll go to Los Gatos. Like I remember this little town, this area that I loved going to. So just her and I took off and had lunch together. It was so fun just to it catch so up. And oh, that would be nice. Others' lives for a long time. So did you end up making Edmonton home then? Yeah, we did. Um, so, you know, you never really know where you're going to make home you always think when we were in Boston I was like this is it this is where we're this is the place this is where you know this is our home away from home and so we always thought we would land there and stay there um so when we came to Edmonton we kind of thought okay we'll be here for four years even though I'm my dad's here my I was born here Andrew's family is from Sherwood Park he grew up in Sherwood Park just outside of Edmonton so we kind of always just thought, oh, okay, this will be for four years. That was the length of his contract. And then he'll probably retire and we'll go back to Boston. 
And then, you know what? We built a life here. And um, you guys know how it goes when your kids just get to a certain age and they get comfortable and they, it just would kind of would have been moving back to Boston for the sake of moving back for no real, you know, reason. And so, and so we, we stayed and we made a life here and uh, who knows for how much longer, right. You know, Um, but we've laid some roots here and Edmonton gets a bad rap, but I, you know, it's a good community and we've made a lot of friends and um, you know, you have to travel. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I'm I'm getting a little itchy right now since I've been able to travel in so long, but it's one of those places that, um, you know, if you leave every once in a while and get some good, you know, outside culture and a beach or, you know, something else, then you're, you're fine. So Krista, do you still snowboard? You were on the first ever Canadian national snowboard team. It was. So, oh my God, like 98. Oh, okay. I was young. Like, yeah, I was young. In I the moved 1900s? away to Whistler. It was in the 1900s? It, it was in the 1900s. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 1998. Uh, yeah. And then, um, so I lived in Whistler for a long time and that's where I like lived and trained and kind of lived the, that snowboard kind of bum life um yeah and then I met Andrew in 99 but we were still um like I was still on the national team and I was still like competing and sponsored and had all these great contracts and everything was going really well and so like I didn't I was like I'm not moving to Pittsburgh like right now so yeah so we spent three years just engaged basically and then uh and apart and then we then we got married in like uh 2002 um then I kind of semi-retired uh, cause I blew out my knee. And then when he got traded from Pittsburgh to Calgary, I got back like onto the sponsorship kind of train and okay. kind of tried to come back. And then I did, it went really well. And then I got, just got injured again and got another concussion and whatever. So I was like, you know what, like, this is not, I think I could have really kept going, but I just was kind of, my confidence wasn't there. And like, I, I was hesitating and that's a bad thing when throwing yourself off of 50 to 70 foot jumps <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, kidding. so it was like you know what you have to do you just have to have the confidence and stuff and I just was I was just like not feeling it so yeah so we just started a family and I did the hockey wife thing yeah. for a long time and, and that was- yeah but I still ride like I still snowboard as much as we can be easier if I was in Calgary right could yeah, like yeah. you guys are so close to the mountains and um Edmonton's just, just that like a little bit a little too so far. I try yeah, yeah. we a try a flat <laughs> yes, it's a little flat. We That's just started, my kind of snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, we just took. We just started learning how to ski, and like you said, like it's confidence, right? And I mean, for me, I'm probably too confident and shouldn't be on some hills. So I have some injuries already. Like <laughs> you're like doing it backwards. <laughs> like more confidence than you should. Oh, That's I'm, awesome. What an idiot. Um, okay, no, I remember something about. Did you live in Vernon before? Right? You did, didn't you? Yeah. So I grew up in BC. Like my mom and dad divorced when I was young. And then my mom moved to the Okanagan when I was like three. Oh, okay. And so I went with her. Yeah. So I grew up in Vernon, like going to Silver Star, just my whole right. okay. That's what childhood. I, yeah. yeah. I figured. Okay. So you started Silver Star and then mm-hmm. to Whistler to really. What about, isn't Big White in that area too? Kelowna. Yeah. Big White's in Kelowna. Big White it's in great. Kelowna. Okay. Yeah. We, we, my family used to ski too, and we, t- we took some trips out, but Big White and Silver Star were my favorites. Yeah. Loved it. They're so good. Did you start out as a yeah. skier? Because I feel like, obviously, if you were on the first national snowboard team, it must have been early in the sport that you so got on early. the board. 
yeah, like I, you know, like we were all just considered dirt bags, you know? Really? <laughs> like, go, yeah, like, you know, at Silver Star, there was probably maybe five girls snowboarding when I started. Now we're really like making me sound old, but yeah. um, yeah, it was really early and really young. And like, I remember my dad started me out when I was like three. He's a, he would go heli skiing and he was like CEO of this big helicopter company. So he was just like an avid, avid skier. So he taught me to ski. And um, he, his mentality was basically like, I remember crying, just crying, like, oh, you know, tears freezing to my cheeks because yeah. I'd be, like just trying to chase him down the hill. And he was like, catch me. Like, this is the best way to learn. I'm not, you know, so he just basically threw me into it. So yeah. So anyway, um, I remember in grade seven, uh, trading and I tried snowboarding once, like, and I was like, this is it. And I tried, I traded in this brand new setup that my dad just bought me for my birthday, like skis, boots, bindings, poles. And I traded it all in for this crappy used snowboard. And he was so mad. And then I remember, I remember like when I made the national team, he came up to Whistler there's this big event and they announced the first like national team and leading up to the Nagano Olympics and everything. And then he was like, okay, like he totally forgave me. <laughs> he was like, yeah. oh. you know, which is kind it's of just, a cool. That just gave me honestly goosebumps. Yeah. And said like, yeah. you guys are announced like that's, freaking rad Krista like that's so yeah cool. I was happy that he was there and I actually never knew that he was really mad about me like selling the skis that he worked so hard <laughs> to buy me <laughs> and until he told me like he was like oh wow like you're actually gonna go somewhere with this so I was like oh that's awesome okay. so did you go to Nagano did you compete yeah so I was on the team and then I hurt myself um and back then there was like no budget to take wow. anyone who wasn't competing. So I was kind of, I was on the like reserve. Okay. Yeah. Which is like okay. a tough, but you know what, you know, people talk about regrets and you know, things like that. And like, it was pretty, it was pretty tough for a long time, but you know, maybe I never would have met Andrew if I went to the Olympics, maybe like right. I wouldn't have the life that I have now or the kids that I have now or like, who knows. Yeah. Right. So it happened. And yeah. You know. Was that your big knee injury? No, that was uh, just like an ankle, stupid, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. You don't Crazy. go to the Olympics and then be like, uh, I'm not 100%, but I'm just going to give it a try. Like, I kind of was like, I have to give my spot to someone else who's 100%, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and you yeah. said you had, you've had, I love your comment, six to eight concussions, but you can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't know how many. <laughs> six oh, to eight recorded recorded concussions. Yeah. and like I honestly don't remember and I think that might be a concussion thing for sure <laughs> oh geez that's well, scary it's a, it's a convenient excuse sometimes I'm like ah <laughs> <laughs> concussion oh god uh when you were competing you competed in the x games too are those held at different locations or usually one spot so now it's in one spot it's in Aspen um and then back then they did like um they did like two years in one place, two years in one place, or like three years in one place, three years in one place. So it was in Colorado when I was, when I was there yeah. at Crested Butte and then um, at another mountain, I can't remember, but it's just, it's such a production that they just have to keep it in one place year over year. Yeah. Like they can't just be moving it around every single year. So I, you know, I think they have just like long-term contracts, which is how they have it now in Aspen. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like ESPN just like sets up there and it's yeah. just smoother. Yeah. than trying to so move the circus around. What is slope style? You compete in slope style. What is that? I know nothing about snowboarding other than I've never tried. And when I hear people do it, they just spend three days on their ass. Well, what do you have? What do you have? You've got Flagstaff nearby. 
Yeah. Is that like your closest? Yeah. 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 Um, I've never yeah, been. So I started like, <laughs> like, why would I? I, <laughs> I haven't gone. <laughs> I'd go back to Canada if I wanted snow again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So soap style is like a, you start out the top and then it's a series of like, if you've seen a ski or a snowboard park yeah. where there's rails and jumps and different features and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you just go from um, the top to the bottom without stopping and just hitting them all. So you go on hitting rail? your line. Yeah, like rails and jumps and then, you know, and it's all like one after the other. But I started in half pipe. So like the national team was half pipe and then um, and then moved on to like big air and then big air like scared the crap out of me. I did What's a few big of those. Air? So I, was like, big I am air? out. It's just one big jump. Just one. And it's they're usually enormous and scary. So you do it like do you flip and stuff? Yeah, I mean. On purpose. Really long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've done like a few, I flipped on the weekend. Hence <laughs> <laughs> my concussions. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Did you ever train a landing in water? No, I've always wanted to do that. But you know what I did um, when I came back to Calgary after Andrew left Pittsburgh? We were back in Calgary and I, I got like a trampoline coach to get to learn like air awareness and stuff. And yeah. um, so I would train on a trampoline with my snowboard into a huge foam pit. Then like literally they'd have to have to get like five people to try to get me out, get, get me out, out. <laughs> like, oh, wow. get a crane to take me out. Wild. Yeah, is that fun. The, yeah. So is that a ton of just leg, leg, obviously if you're flipping, doing all, you need a ton of core strength too. Is, is your workout pretty full body or leg focused? Yeah, really full body. And then a lot of, a lot of quads and hamstrings just to protect your knees. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. you'll see a lot of that um, recovery and physio uh, after knee injuries is just, I mean, I don't know. Did either of your husbands ever have a knee injury? It's just like full on supporting the, the ligaments then, yeah. and everything. I, I yeah, actually so. had, I had both of my knees done. So you did had, from dancing? Yeah, my, um, yeah, basketball. I played sports in junior high yeah. too. So I had, uh, just scope and they had to tighten the ligaments laterally on both knees at different times. So then for the longest time, you know, I still wore a knee brace and did all yeah, that it's it, later in life it's not fun they still bug me but whatever Jeez, whatever <laughs> now I need to strengthen the quads again yeah yeah no pain no gain exactly so where did you meet Andrew then oh my god I could take the whole rest of this conversation <laughs> to tell you that but I'll keep it short so <laughs> give us the highlights yeah I don't know like there's always a funny comparison I whenever I'm talking to other girls about like so do you have any idea like what your you know when there was like signing bonus day like back in the day I don't even know how they do it now but like Andrew got a signing bonus when he signed back in I don't know when like when yeah. he was drafted 90 I don't so know 1990s okay so like uh so when he signed his very first contract right he got okay. a signing bonus like, okay as part of it um with Pittsburgh so um he went out and bought a truck and a Harley Davidson which I think <laughs> is hilarious <laughs> He doesn't even really ride. He doesn't ride anymore. He sold it a long time ago, but that's what he wanted to do. Um, and then my sister, so, you know, Des Bridge, she uh, and her husband were back really big into Harley culture back then. And um, their dear friend owned the, the place where Andrew got his Harley. So they basically were like, kid, you can't ride on your own. Like, we'll take you under our wing, basically. So anyway, one thing led to another long story short, they brought him to Vernon where I was um, for a few minutes for my brother's wedding reception um, that summer to meet me. And I was just like, I came from Mount Hood, Oregon, where I was riding in the summer. Um, 
and like for this event and then he just was there like who's this guy like who is this random guy (laughs) yeah and you know what Des said I'll never forget it she was like yeah you like him I brought him for you oh and I was like what (laughs) is happening right now thanks for the present thanks (laughs) yeah Oh my she god! She thinks I'm eternally indebted to her. Oh, yeah, uh, they actually rode. Um, they came to visit us in San Jose on their bikes one year. And stayed for a couple of days. Des yeah, did. they were like serious. Yeah. She was like, "We're close by. I think we're gonna come." I'm like, "Yeah, come." So yeah, Ray was still what? playing for the Sharks, and they bombed up on their Harleys. It was awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love okay, that. so then, and then so he went off to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so Pittsburgh, Calgary, um, Boston, Edmonton. Awesome. Yeah, what was, was your favorite weird. city of, of those? Um, you know, I mean, you both know this. Every city has its different experiences and its different highs and lows and its, you know, um, different amazing things. But I think for the place that I was at in my life, you know, I think probably Boston – Plus we won a cup there and we were there for almost eight years. And like, it was just, you know, one of my daughters was born there. I feel like I really grew up there. Like not grew up in the way that you think of like growing up. Like I grew up in Vernon as a kid and I came, you know, I grew up, but like I actually became an adult there. I figured my shit out and I, I met the people there that I'm long time, you know, Mm -hmm. dear friends with still. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I figured it out there. And then by the time I got to Edmonton, I was kind of like, okay, I know who I am. Like, and I know what I'm doing and I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. But you played only, you guys are only in major hockey markets. Hey, like, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. So crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Pretty crazy. And like all of them, like I said, have their advantages, but you know, Pittsburgh, I was kind of in and out and it was pretty short and Andrew was like up and down, you know, and, um, And then by the time we even got really, we got married the summer before he was traded. So then off to Calgary, we went and that was incredible, like just incredible. And I never thought that we could ever duplicate that in terms of like the girls and the guys and just, you know, the way it was, it was kind of before kids. It was just actually probably the most fun I've had. Um, And I just thought it was kind of lightning in a bottle, you know, and then I got to Boston and it was like even better. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun though. I think, I think it's cool. I like that you said that you sort of, you know, came into yourself in Boston and it really does happen a lot. We're lucky enough, you know, if we're, if we're in this hockey life that you get to do that with your best buddy Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you're away from home. And so it's a little less scary because you've got a partner in crime, uh, but you really do have to figure it out on your own. They're gone a lot. And it's just, yeah. I, I found a lot, like I, I always knew I was independent, but I realized how much, how independent I needed to be. Totally. And then when you have a kid too, and you're away from home and all that kind of stuff, you, and just, it's such a different lifestyle. You are forced to kind of grow up in a different way. Like you said, not the way of like, yeah, you grew up in Vernon, but it's just a totally different growing up. Yeah. Like actually coming into your adulthood, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah could it, that's a really good point. And I don't know. It's weird. I kind of, you just kind of put your head down and you're just, you become really resourceful and you just, you do what you have to do and you become independent and right. But then you also, you have friends who are all in it with you together. Right. So I get yeah. it, but like, I'll never forget. This is like my first experience um, going to visit Andrew. I don't know if this is related at all, but just made me think of it. So he was in Pittsburgh. I had left um, 
the X Games, which happened to be in Vermont at that time. So left Vermont, um, went to Pittsburgh to like visit him after it was all done. And um, I was like a snowboarder, you know, and it's my first time going there and I was kind of nervous. And I sat down and I don't know who I was sitting next to. I would never say anyway, but, um, and they were like, <laughs> they were like, I was like, okay, you know, hi, I can't, you know, sit down. And they're like, oh, so who's are you? And I just remember being like, wait a minute. Like, like I'm a, I, I kind of remember thinking like, and not that I'm ever someone who thinks that I'm great or anything, but I was kind of like, I'm like, world-class snowboarder and my name's Krista and like I've never had to be just sidled next to someone else to matter and so I always kind of thought like that always kind of stuck with me and so I always kind of carried that through not in a bitter way at all but just maybe how I treated other girls when I met them right like Mm -hmm. whether they were just a not I want to say just a girlfriend but like you know sometimes we think oh you're a girlfriend and maybe we won't see you a whole lot around here or whatever but like you know whether a girlfriend or fiance or a wife or whoever like I always just tried to treat everyone like yeah not Not like they had a name you know yeah yeah. not as if they are owned (laughs) by their their boyfriend or husband who's it was weird yeah I was like way to put it god yeah (laughs) right and like and I mean it's like I mean it can be such a harmless way too like when I started meeting girls and I'm like oh I met Melissa and he's like well oh like who's partner she and like because he was trying to tie in like who I was kind of hanging out with I'm like I don't know I didn't ask like I forgot <laughs> like I'm like I don't know okay I guess it makes sense like you want to see who which guy's yeah. wife or totally. girlfriend I'm hanging out yeah. with I get it but yeah but yeah you're not just like just that piece of them or it's like yeah whose yeah. are you like it's yeah it's like oh that's interesting yeah and I it came from probably just a really benign place it was not yeah. a big you know but that was yeah, like my yeah, first experience know. so right yeah, but we I'm do sure have our own identity and it's like sometimes yeah it's like no no I am Krista <laughs> yeah. my name is Krista can, Bradford yeah I remember being somewhere too I, I can't remember what city it was I don't remember I think it was Florida actually and I met the same girl three times and every time she'd be like what's your name again and oh, and God her husband or her guy didn't uh play but he worked for the team so I, I forget if he was in coaching or whatever three different times <clears throat> finally on the third time I was like um it's still Bridget Henderson just like it was the last two times you asked me my name <laughs> oh, I could just see you saying that <laughs> like it was we were having drinks and I made fun of it but I was just yeah. like come on three times three times yeah. in a very short period stop asking yeah. I'm meeting all of you at once you know like I was 100 percent it was just funny Oh my gosh. Yeah, that happens. It does. But I love it. Like you're obviously, like you said, um, just when we were hopping on that you just got off the phone with Britt Lucic and you guys obviously met in Boston and stayed close. Yeah. So actually, you know, we were texting and um, I was, you know, why I was texting actually, because I'm brutal with photos. Like I'm always losing my phone or I don't back it up and then I, whatever. So not all of my photos are all kind of in one place. So I was texting her. I'm like, I need photos from us like in Boston together or in Edmonton together or like do you have any photos that you can find for me like to send to you guys for this and she's like I'm on it it. (laughs) that's awesome though yeah she's amazing um her and Milan are amazing and uh Milan and Andrew have remained close Andrew's remained close with a lot most of the guys from Boston I think yeah um probably and Calgary you know and he talks to some of the guys here in Edmonton but 
you know, he was the old guy when we got here. It's a different era sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it was different. What I, I feel like when we were in Edmonton together, like um, your first year was my, my first year there. We had a lot of girls on the team that were like from the area too. So like from Edmonton, Red Deer kind of thing. So they all kind of had their own lives outside of our team and nothing yeah, wrong isn't that weird? but yeah it was so weird I was like oh half these girls are from here <laughs> yeah yeah that's... you don't see that very often no I've no. never seen that yeah maybe the odd one or two girls would maybe be from that city but yeah that was so yeah, it was a different year right like it was they had their own lives outside of the team so yeah, yeah. how yeah. was your transition when you decided to retire from um competing did, did you have an odd transition going from being um such an elite athlete into some sort of normal life and just figuring out what to do next. Yeah, that's, well, the hockey life, I wouldn't call like a normal life. <laughs> no, but you had to find your way. You're finding yeah, your I way. To find way. way. Uh, for sure. And you know what? It, like, I remember just being like, oh my God, I want to buy this pair of shoes because, or I want to buy this. And I felt like I always had to ask and I didn't love that. Like that was kind of a bit of a transition for me. And it seems really simple, but it's like, you know, when you're making your own money and you're in charge of your own schedule and you you're traveling like crazy um you just have this autonomy right like you're like you don't really have to ask anyone for anything and you just kind of do it and so that was a bit of a transition um but you know andrew's amazing and our life is great and so that it didn't take too long for him to be like just stop asking like, yeah. just, like <laughs> i found that so hard too and <laughs> yeah. I've, I've talked about it before where i was like okay i'm I asked the girls, my first team was LA and I'm like, how do you buy him a present with his own money? Like, I was yeah. like, I don't get it. And the girls are like, just get over it because you have no other choice. Yeah. So deal. Well, Codette, it's like, I was always like, okay, am I going to get this for Andrew? He's just going to wish that I saved the money. Like, he's going to be mad that <laughs> I bought this. The same way. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> he's not don't like buy a showy guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I don't, well, I don't, I'm not a watch guy. If I want anything, I'll just buy it. He likes his bicycles and whatever. I can't buy anything for, for him in that way. But it's yeah. like, like, I'm like, he's just going to be mad that I spent it on the, the gift. And so I'm like, forget it. It's so hard. But then you don't get them anything. And they're like, oh, you didn't even think of me. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't win. Yes, I made oh, you yeah. this little craft. What, That's like... why I just started doing experiences for Jason. And like when we had all those contacts and kind of things, I could do stuff like, I had him meet Metallica one year for his um, Christmas present. And like, so just like little things, like not little, but um, yeah, that's little, amazing. This little band Metallica. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> it was just getting so hard to, I'm like, here's another pair of Lululemon pants. Like, yeah. Like, I know. I think it's, that's a great way to gift, even, even if you have money. I think experiences are such mm -hmm. a cool, it's just far more memorable. Well, and that's what we do for our kids anyways, too. Like it's, you know, we get them a few little things, but then it's like, okay, pick an experience. Even if it's one night at a hotel in Canmore and we just grab A&W and go down the water slide a thousand times at the Super 8, then like, yeah. that's what you chose. So yeah. perfect. Oh, I love that. It's great. I don't do that enough. I should oh. try it. Then well, my kids will be like, but I really wanted that belt. And I really wanted those shoes. I know. So when you moved to, um, was it Edmonton or Calgary then where you started your um, women's health advocacy group? Oh yeah. So uh, when I was in Boston, I did some board work and stuff for um, MGH, for the Children's Hospital at, at MGH. And then um, when we came to Boston, or when we came to Edmonton, um, I was asked to join the 
Oilers Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. And then from there, that led me to more board work with our hospital here, the, um, one of the big hospitals here called the Royal Alec Hospital. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I'm, I currently sit, I'm in my second term with the Royal Alexander Hospital Foundation right now. Um, and then I've chaired their gala for the Los Hole Hospital for Women, which is like, there's only two dedicated women's hospitals in Canada. And that's one wow. of them. Really? So yeah, it's actually pretty impressive, like yeah. what they do. And so it's a real center for excellence for women's health and like um, female specific surgeries and oncology and everything. There's also a children's hospital here called the Stollery. Um, and they have a group called the, the Stollery Women's Network. And so I was like, why? And there's all kinds of women's advocacy groups all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, why doesn't this dedicated women's hospital have a group like advocating and fundraising for it, like of, you know, activated badass women in the city, yeah. you know, who want to, you know, put their networks and their money behind, you know, raising funds for this hospital. Yeah. So it's called the Lois Hole Hospital uh, Women's Society. And it's been like running for like four years. And wow. yeah, we've raised like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I'm moving off as chair uh, this April, so I'm going to still, like, kick around. They're not really right of me, but I think it's just time to, like, pass the torch. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that um, made me gravitate towards you is how much you do in the community. Like, you're so Thanks. incredibly smart, um, and I think that you just do such good, such good work. I love that you keep climbing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. Thanks. I think it's pretty awesome, too, that you kind of feel that when you pass the torch, somebody with new fresh ideas comes along too and then mm -hmm. it's good for continued growth i think I that's important though yeah like you know set your ego aside and, you know and i'm just in a place where i don't have the time and like bandwidth really you know brain power to put behind as as much as i really want and so you know it is important to like get fresh ideas and keep people really engaged and excited about it right so if there's yeah. someone who wants who wants who and to spend their time on it like go for it you know i think everyone yeah. benefits in that way right no one wants the like matthew mcconaughey hanging around like <laughs> days of confused like hanging around outside the school man like move on <laughs> i love it snowboard so in hand that's right <laughs> exactly what else do you have going on then I'm yeah, so I'm actually in my office right now. I started a business. Uh, I launched it in October. I'm so um, excited about this. So it's more of like a, it's called Lifestyle Consulting and Concierge. And it's more of a um, service-based fashion business. Um, it's like concierge, you know, so white glove services, you know, drop-offs, pickups. Um, I'm a personal shopper for Holt Renfrew because Holt Renfrew left Edmonton um, last year. So we actually don't have one up here. So oh. I'm like their person for the Edmonton, actually everywhere. But um, so it's just kind of like more personalized services, like personal so, and, shopping and, and you that kind of stuff. You, you'll do styling too. So if somebody has a photo shoot, like Kodak, let's say you're going to do a shoot for um, your real estate business or whatever, you'll style, come in with the clothes and style the people or magazine shoots or whatever, right? You're working yeah. in that yeah. realm too. Okay. Yeah. But I really got into the fashion scene when I was in Boston. And like, I think everyone thinks of it as being more of a kind of a preppy town, but like it's got a good fashion scene and there's a lot of really fashionable, incredible women there. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, I hosted some parties and 
Um, I got to meet Christian Louboutin. And uh, so it kind of really got me enveloped a little bit more. I've always really liked, like, I remember living in Whistler and like spending my rent on clothes and that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just always being super into it. Um, And then, yeah. So then coming to Edmonton, I always thought I always wanted to do it, whether it was like open my own shop or kind of do something like that. But I decided against like a brick and mortar type shop because the economy here isn't great. You know, I don't think you open a store during a, t- a pandemic. Um, so oh, this is all that. so fitting for you. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. You've always it's been fun. so fashion forward. I remember that too. Oh, like, that's so fitting. I, um, I don't know. Andrew's like, you might as well make some money off your shopping habit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm going to give totally. it a try. I was like, it's 2020. Like, what could go wrong, right? Start Why business. Not? <laughs> but do you also, I mean, clearly you've been helping your friends get dressed for quite some time. You were saying, I'm sure people were like, does this look good? I do that sometimes too. I'll put an outfit together and I'll like text a friend or, Same. you know, vice versa. It comes in, we're like picking outfits out. Do you, um, do you do that type of service too? And then do you go into people's homes and help them with what they've already got? Totally. So like, I've got a whole bunch of, it's, I try to really customize it. Like I have it all on my website. I'm working on my elevator pitch. So okay. yeah. <laughs> my husband's always like, you take 10 minutes to tell someone something that should take a minute, like wrap it up. <laughs> it's like, I should have put that on my list when I was sending you guys my facts about myself. Yeah. So like there's service offerings where it's like packages, you know, like a, obviously the closet detox and the closet curation. I feel like a lot of people right now are looking to do that where it's like, Mm. when we come out of this, I want to feel fresh and I want to feel together and I want to feel great. And I want to consume more responsibly, you know, and you know, Edmonton has a lot of great stores. Like I want to support local um, and the places that are here, but there's also a lot that we don't have here. And so I do have access everywhere. um, Really great relationships all over the place. So I can, bring that to people and kind of bridge the gap there between people Mm -hmm. or things that we have here and things that we don't for people. But I also work with people that don't live locally, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I can have, you know, when the guys are traveling a little bit more again, and kind of especially now when they're not um, able to just pop out to a store, like, you know, you know, I would kind of work with guys who are like, I need a birthday gift for my significant other. I'm in this town. I'll be like, great. Call this person. They have yeah. your credit card okay. number. They'll drop it off at your hotel. It's like done. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay, so it's just cool. really, yeah, I don't know. It's really thinking creatively about, um, you know, in, in new ways about how we shop. And there's so many different ways of doing it. And it doesn't always have to be purchasing something and spending money. It can be just like reusing what you have. And I don't mm-hmm. know. So I try to really work um, in, a, in a way that customizes people's, what they need for people. And yeah. it's not just like a blanket solution for everyone. Yeah. So that's where the consulting comes in. Mm-hmm. Do you jump on the phone and talk to a client first and just find out like what their lifestyle is like and what their daily routines are? Yeah. Like, do you I need like Lululemon leggings or do you need to not wear those anymore? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll you get honest, out of your sweats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm kind, but I'm honest. <laughs> and I think, I think sweats are great. He's like, you can look damn good in sweats. Yeah. Just get, you know, get the cute set and put on a cool coat and yeah, you can make it look good. It's fun. And I love it. It's a bit of a hustle right now. Like, like I said, starting a business in a pandemic, but, um, but it's going well. And I think that people are here for it. Like 
it's kind of interesting. This, this type of service um, and everything that I do exists in bigger centers, you know, like it's yeah. everywhere. Um, but it just didn't exist here. So I'm hoping that people embrace it um, and just start, you know, understanding that there's really e like life can be made so easy for you. Like, right. <laughs> so that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, and, so, and you just said too, like, maybe not the best time to start a business, but maybe it is the best time for this type of business because a lot of people are fearful. They can't, even if they can go out, some are fearful to go out and they just yeah. don't have maybe the energy to explore and the creativity. And, um, and not everyone likes to shop, which I have a hard time with because I love to shop. I can't understand how no one likes to do that. But oh, I've met a me lot too. of women. I've met so many women, even in hockey that are like, oh my God, I hate it. I hate to go. I don't want to go to the mall. I don't, I'm like, oh my God, what do you need? I'll go get it for you. <laughs> it's so true. And like, yeah, no, it is a, it's a good time and a bad time. What I mean more is just that like, I'm trying to be really sensitive with how I market and how I'm, you know, what I'm putting on my Instagram and, and how mm. I'm kind of getting the information out there. Cause I, I want to yeah. be really, you know, look, I'm really cognizant of the fact that I, I come at this from a really privileged place. Like mm -hmm. I'm not this job that I created for myself. Isn't like putting food on the table for me. Like, yeah. you know, like this is not like yes. Andrew's career and he's still, he's still working. He works for the NHL now, but like, that's how we live. And so, and we have a great life. And so it's like, not, there's yeah. not that pressure there. So I understand that. Exactly. And I also understand that like people are hurting and people have lost their jobs and not everyone's consuming and shopping the way they used to. Right. So mm -hmm. I try to stay on this like line. So it's hard. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I love this bag and I want someone to buy it. And like, I just actually, I have a whole bunch of Montclair stuff in my office right now for clients. And I'm like trying to be sensitive about, do I put this on Instagram? Like, Hey, I have like thousands of dollars of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, mm -hmm. people are like rolling their eyes or is it, mm. do I put it out there? So I don't know. That's just more where I'm, where I find it challenging is like, mm -hmm. you know, being sensitive. Yeah. Being sensitive. Yeah. yeah being but it's also so. just like things are, this is the way things are evolving, right? Like it's just, yeah, you need help. And like, but you said you were also doing it like, um, you know, like you're being like responsible, like consuming responsibly, like you're, it's not just reckless shopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ask my husband. My, my personal. <laughs> well, yours is, yeah. <laughs> Mine Actually, also I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot better. Like, I feel like, um, there was a time and like, I don't know if I'd ever, have I ever admitted this before, but like, you know, being in the room and being around all the girls and like, there's a bit of, it's not competitive, but everyone's just like, Oh, she has this or I want that. Oh my God. That's amazing. So you always just kind of feel like you always have to keep up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I really want to be able to like maybe educate some of the younger girls that like, you don't have to like mm -hmm. just yeah. be you and you do you. And like, it's cause there's a lot of pressure sometimes and it's, there's probably even more now. Yeah. Um, I think but, the pressure is yeah. even coming. I think back in the day, I felt like maybe the pressure was a little more in the room because, because I wasn't seeing it everywhere. Now I feel like there's so much more pressure just in the palm of our hands, like on our phone. So you're not just comparing yourself to your peers or the people that you see every day. You're comparing yourself to like that entire world and all of the, you know, the, mm -hmm. the luxury lifestyles that you're seeing on your phone. Oh, that's, and that's hard. Point. It's so hard. Totally. Well, yeah, I feel like it's coming <laughs> at you from like every direction. It's everywhere. Yeah. But that's the thing I want to show people too, is like you can, there can be a mix 
and like yeah buying volume like we just don't need yeah. as many things anymore we're not no it's true we're not seeing the people we're not going to all the parties we're not going to everywhere like you just yeah. don't need as much so like if you are going to buy something just buy a better quality item and buy yeah. fewer of it and yeah. then you'll have it like coming out of this thing you'll have some really great things that you really love and then you piece in those like zara right, the list. things like yeah there's yeah. tons of those i mean i have I all agree. that um okay i'm only asking this because if i'm on here with you and jason's like what's andrew up to <laughs> and i don't have an answer <laughs> so what is andrew up to now yeah um, nhl wait, well i want to go back jason's goalie coach yeah with the flames the now oh yeah. amazing amazing um yeah so andrew works for the nhl um he's the director of social impact legislative affairs and industry growth whoa it's like a mouthful i memorized that I forget what does that mean <laughs> I, know. I know um yeah so he but he loves it and he like he hasn't been in the office for a full year like because he works out of the new york offices and he was just commuting from here okay. um and he probably won't be there probably to like 2022 like i don't even think yeah. anyone there is in the office there everyone's no, still working not. from home yeah. yeah so but he loves it and he, like he's a really smart guy and i you know he i think it's exciting for him to be able to like kind of put that to work a little bit mm -hmm. you know yeah so. you guys live very green green though as it is i remember my mom telling me that your mom had to go like babysit your worms at your house or something your compost worms is this right? Here, compost. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew has a compost with these red wigglers, they're called. And he's had them for like ever, for so long. And um, he somehow puts them to sleep if we go away, or I don't know what he does what? with them what? when we go away. I don't know. Yeah. But he's still, yeah. And we have, we built a house here and we've got solar panels on it. And like, I don't know. I just think we're trying to do our part. I drive an electric car, which is great for my deliveries. It's like yes. amazing for my deliveries. But yeah, I just, I don't know if you're going to build a house now, like why wouldn't you just, if you're going to start today building a house or planning a house, like why wouldn't you try to make it at least mm -hmm. a little bit more yeah. uh, efficient in that way or green in that way? Okay. And yeah, I don't know. So it's, um, yeah, he's still super good. He got a lot of crap, like when he was playing and stuff, like guys would chirp him like, you know, tree hugger and like, why don't you go make out with David Suzuki? Like. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> they make out like it's the other word. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, hilarious. But flag, I don't know. He's an early adopter. I'm from Nelson, so like, you know, we, we live off the land as much as possible. You're green, green, green. So like I love it. I tried to have a compost, but it the first year we did that here literally ruined my summer because we had so many fruit flies and Jason was like, never again. <laughs> but maybe I need worms. Maybe I need a pack of worms. What do you do? Oh, just pick those uh, up, like order them Andrew. online. You just pick them up. I just don't even get it. I remember. No, I just remember. You can order worms. Can you? You can order worms. Yeah. Okay, but what do you mean when you put them to sleep? Like you give like them a, a roofie colada, or like? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he does with them. And he's, I mean, he's the kind of guy too. Like we did everything over COVID. Like we got a Peloton, and we well, we already had a dog, but he like started sourdough. <laughs> like he's oh like gosh, the. <laughs> He's got his yeast going. And yeah, he's got his worms, and we have like a living wall in our house, and like everything. Kombucha, yeah, yeah. So it's like all of the things. You hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. Who did you do that with? Yeah. So that was like fam. I, no, oh god, no. So this is awesome. Um, 
that I squeezed that one in like right before the pandemic started. So that was like, it was October. Like, 2019. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then, yeah. So yeah. October. So almost yeah, a year and a half ago. And, um, I was part of a group called summit for Stollery. So the children's hospital here. Okay. Um, yeah, they put together a group, uh, there were like 15 of us that went and it was just actually a really curated group. Like it was all people that I know and get along with really, really well. So it was cool. Like we raised a million dollars for the Stollery. Wow. Um, and we paid our own way for the climb, like, but we did it like pretty five star, like as yeah. good as you can. Like they've carried our, we had porters and like, I didn't have to pitch a tent and we did pee and poop in a bucket, but Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> they no cooked problem. our food and like it was amazing it was such a good wow. experience and yeah I feel like yeah. I squeezed that one in like I don't know the next time that opportunity will come no up no kidding right? that's so cool so what did you have to do to like train for that yeah so do you guys know Simon Bennett have you ever heard of Simon Bennett he's uh he's like he's the Oilers fitness guy forever and ever and he started a gym here called Archetype it's in the the new J- JW Marriott okay. um anyway he's just like the guru. So he trained me for that. And he just basically was like, overtrained me, overtrained me. Like it was actually the best shape I've been in in a really, really, really long time. I'd like to get back to that. But yeah, so he just trained me super hard for like three months leading up to it. Five days a week. Yeah, three, five days a week. Actually, we did a lot of stairs. We did like uh, Rogers, um, Rogers Place stairs. Oh Oh my God. Which is actually really fun because we got to go in there when like no one else was in there because he has access. I don't have access anymore, (laughs) but he does. So um, nothing nothing makes me feel more out of shape than doing a bunch of stairs though. Like if I'm in the basement and I go all the way upstairs, I'm like out of breath. I'm like, what? It looks like, it looks like Kilimanjaro when you look up. Yeah. Like like, this is too far. (laughs) How many days did the climb take? It was nine. That's amazing. Like so what is that feeling like when you get to the top? It was amazing. So I didn't I don't think I ever fully appreciated what it was gonna be like, like how slow you have to go because they really make you go slow. It's like step. Step. And that's just basically because if you if you exert yourself to the point where you're breathing heavily, you can't actually get it back just because of the altitude. So you have to like totally, even if you're feeling amazing, they're like, no, slow down. So yeah, it's slow. So it was like I don't the even entire know. climb or just the end the last ascent. no even at the start because they were like no we're just gonna like yeah easy kind of wins the race kind of thing yep and then um yeah that that day it was like blizzard they said it was the second coldest day like in memory <laughs> for these for the, our, our head guides they were like yeah this there's been one day colder like so we got up at four um we had our breakfast packed up headed up and it was like blizzard so it was so dark and so blizzard like I couldn't even see it was so crazy and then um it kind of it got lighter but it never really got warmer so it's pretty brutal day but it was just yeah. slow and it was like it was eight hours up um four hours down oh. and then but on the way so we take like lots of breaks lunch breaks and stuff every other day before that mm-hmm. um but because it's so cold and you're so high they don't want you to stop for any length of time except to like get a quick water, maybe pee and like keep on going. So it was like five minute breaks and that's it. Like we just kept going. They don't want you to like, yeah, because like the altitude sickness can kick in any minute. So they're like, you just have to keep on going slowly. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, but it just went by. Like, I don't know. You just kind of get into that state, you know, that flow state. And then, um, yeah, most of us made it. There were two that didn't. And then 
two who got really, really sick with altitude sickness. Oh, no. They were actually oh, pretty scared for themselves, but they're okay in the end. <laughs> yeah. um, so how yeah, many cool. days were you, how many days were you gone total? Two weeks. Okay. Yeah, Andrew held okay. it down. Yeah, he held down for I it. I mean, nice. he had his parents come for yeah. half, part of it. Yeah, <laughs> they need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, he held it down and they were like, yeah, we got to talk to them. I got cell service in a couple spots. I was like, what? That's amazing. Oh, that's crazy. What a See, yeah. lifetime. Yeah, I know. When you say it got like super cold though, that's when I probably would have bounced. I'm such a pussy about being in the cold. Like I Yeah, me too. I totally am. But like, I don't know, you just layer and I don't know, suck it up. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in Africa. I came all this way. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm doing, doing it. it. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. God, I would love to do something like that, but I don't know if my knees could handle it. Well, you're going like the way down. The only thing I've got bad knees too. And I was just like, the way up was really no problem. You are kind yeah. of going slow and whatever. It's right. the way down. Cause we all decided, fuck, let's get yeah. back to the fucking hotel. Like, yeah. This is it. Like, we're ready. So we actually took one day down instead of two days. We're supposed to um descend in two days but we decided to do it all in one day so it it kind of broke us a little bit there were some where like people were healthy at the start of that day like the last day on the way down they weren't when they got to the end because it was just like yeah just like descending that it was pretty intense that was that would have been the biggest one for you yeah yeah Yeah. maybe i would put it on your list slide yeah yeah let's do it that's true (laughs) It should be on my list. I feel like yeah. as you're telling this story, I'm like, I need to do something like that. Yeah, I need some cool bucket list thing. Like yeah. That. Like that's pretty amazing. Down. So where can people find you and find out more about your business? Yeah, thanks. So it's called Lifestyled Consulting and Concierge. And the website is www.yourlifestyle.ca. Your Lifestyle. And I'm on Instagram. So okay. it's, yeah, Lifestyle with a D at the end. Lifestyled. Yeah. Your, and the website is yourlifestyle.ca. Um, and my Instagram is your underscore lifestyled. Perfect. Awesome. Love I love yeah. it. I'm thanks, excited guys. for you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's fun. Awesome. I mean, you know, when you get to a point where you're just like, I just need to do something that's mine and yeah. give something it a try. Fresh, fresh and yeah. it's creative. You get that creative outlet too. And exactly. And it's yours. It's your baby, yeah. your project. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Love well, it. thanks so much for coming on with us today. Thanks, so nice girls. To catch up with you. You too. Say hi to Jay and Ray. Jay and Ray. Thanks. Jay yeah. And Ray. yeah. <laughs> Say hi to Andrew. Thanks for well, coming thanks, on. Krista. This is awesome. I actually am so glad we get to do the podcast because I never get on Zoom and just chat with people unless we're recording for the podcast. I love it. I need to do it more just in the, you know, I miss seeing yeah. everyone's faces. So same. I've loved this. Thanks so much yeah. for having me on. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Take Thank care. You. Okay. Chat Bye. Soon. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.